Welcome back to Ruth the Wilson Sports Talk Podcast. I'm Justin Ruth. And I'm Aaron Wilson. Now on this episode, we're going to party like it's 1986. <laughs> as the Cats do something they haven't done since 86, and that's beat the Florida Gators in Lexington. Lots more to get into here in just a second. What a huge day it was on Saturday. Um, the Cats get the win 2013 over Florida, but it was just the buildup. We was 4-0, and we talked about this big three-game stretch right here. And uh, just the fans packed uh, Kroger Field. You just feel a, feel a buzz, and just everybody wanted to win. They had the blue, the white sides, and it was just loud. And they brought in Waka Flocka. <laughs> Waka Flocka, of course, you don't know, is a he's a rapper, but a lot of people probably don't know that. But um, it's still it's big for the big for recruiting and big for you know the players now. It's uh, like I said, it pumped the crowd up, and uh, but the Cats get the win, twenty to thirteen, and a great Saturday night game. Yeah, and, and you said they packed the field. They packed the field all right after the game, sure, for sure. <laughs> they had all, most of the fans down there on the field, and uh, and there's a lot of a lot of recruits there. You're talking about good for recruiting, so. Yeah, they had a five star wide receiver on campus, and they yeah. had a four star wide receiver. They had a lot of a lot of uh, recruits on campus, and that, that's big, you know. Uh, big time a game like that. They that atmosphere they were in. You know, I live in Lexington. They, you, I could probably hear the game from my house, but I wasn't in Lexington at the night. So, and of course, the students on State Street they celebrate it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some couches burned, you know, and yeah, but other uh, things going on. <laughs> and in the, in the end, uh, Kentucky has to write the check two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, I'm sure they're glad to write it though. I'm sure they are. It's better than losing and. Yeah, they got fined two hundred fifty thousand dollars for fans rushing the field. So, but I'm sure the Mitch Barnhart will be glad to write that check, and we'll keep writing them because it keeps going up. Uh, each infraction, we'll keep writing them. And uh, the defense on Saturday, my oh my, what defense we have! Yeah, holding Florida the thirteen points, and the rushing game wasn't uh, wasn't where Florida normally is. That's for sure. Kentucky, they they held uh, Emory Jones to 63 yards, and of course Richardson. And you know I've talked about him a lot. 25 yards is all he had rushing. So Pierce was their other you know leading rusher, 54 yards. But other than that, they were yeah, going sort of like the Bill Belichick does with the Patriots, just uh, whatever you know that week is needed. They don't have a specific game plan sometimes. Seems like just. Yeah, let's take a matchup by matchup, see where they can mm-hmm. take their advantages at. And uh, I'll be honest, if you look at the stats, you and the stats alone and didn't know about the game, you, you'd probably think Florida won. Uh, third down, Florida was 4-13. The Cats were only 1-9. Mm-hmm. And on the the one that uh, we uh, converted on was the uh, bobbled snap Will Levis had, and he just caught it and rushed ahead, and he converted the first down. That's the only <laughs> one. Besides that, you know, so 1-9, one, one besides that was 0-8. So you get that out of the way. They outgained us 382 yards to 224. So, I mean, 100 and almost 160 yards outgained us. They possessed the ball almost 13 more minutes. I mean, you look at all this, you wouldn't think that the Cats win. But they do. And uh, i tell you what, that crowd on Saturday <laughs> really got in that offensive line's head. Yeah, how many penalties was it, false starts? Eight false starts. Eight, yeah. Uh, 15 penalties for 115 yards. It reminded me of uh, a few years ago with Josh Allen. Uh, I think it was Mississippi State. They couldn't get out of their own way. The offensive line could – they wanted to get that first step to block Josh Allen, and they kept false starting. And on uh, Saturday, I guess you'd say our Josh Allen was Josh Paschal. Paschal. My what goodness. Uh, he plays like that. He's going to be day one uh, – Day one pick, first round pick. Uh, he was everywhere. He had a two and a half tackles for loss. Uh, he blocked that <laughs> that field goal. Was, that was uh, something else. Blocked field goal. Yeah, blocked the field goal. And Trevin Wallace, the uh, freshman, uh, he's a linebacker, folks. Uh, 
They took it all the way back. He was running like one. I, if I hadn't seen his number and who he was, I was and it, at first glance I was like, well, that's a safety. I'm, I'm trying to see who that is, but no, it was it wasn't. He was running like a corner or linebacker or a safety. But I tell you oh what, my. uh, been listening to us, I mean, you've been watching and keeping up with it. Trevin Wallace, uh, being the year, uh, Stoops had it. Starter as Jacquez Jones or Trevin Wallace. Trevin Wallace that talent, but uh, you know it's actually good. You can you can let him play special teams, and he he got some snaps at linebacker. But uh, to have a transfer like Jacquez Jones, uh, nine tackles, he had the tip ball at the end of the game. He seems like every game he has something. He had an interception yeah. uh, when momentum was going Missouri's way in the second half of the first drive. Uh, it seems like he's always there. Mm-hmm. Uh, making big time plays, uh, of course. Square, thirteen tackles. They didn't have any sacks, but sacks doesn't really tell the story because they had pressure all night. Mm-hmm. Of course, Florida run the ball majority of the time, but it seemed like uh, the cats were always in the backfield. And then uh, you know, if they don't get a sack, it, they might get one yard. You know. Uh, if they had off to run it back, or if the quarterback run and I got one yard or two, it wasn't no big gains. Yeah, Emory Jones, he's elusive, though. He he got pressure on him. He'd get out of the pocket, and, you know, he wouldn't scramble for a first down most of the time. He just got a few yards, like you said. But that one was huge, the one before the field goal block. You remember his third down, and he gets out of the pocket, and Pascal stops him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, turns like, right around and blocks the field goal. So. It seemed like uh, every uh, – Question: uh, Florida's offense was trying to give us uh, Josh Pascal as the answer. <laughs> it yeah. seemed like he was all over the field. It seemed like there was four or five Josh Pascals. Uh, what a game! Uh, did, Kentucky did have six tackles for loss. Like I said, they lived in the they lived in the backfield or just short gains. But I tell you what, one thing was really impressive, and I had to really look at this again was the JJ Weaver interception. Mm-hmm. I was uh, when it first happened, I was like, how in the world did he get that? Uh, Folks, if you don't know JJ Weaver, he's a he's a big old boy. I think six five, uh, two hundred sixty pounds maybe. Uh, linebacker. Mm-hmm. He was covering the uh, slot receiver, which if uh, folks don't know, slot receiver is usually your quick receiver, smaller quick receiver, and he undercuts that route and he picks it off. And uh, the versatility of this defense uh, when you've got guys like JJ Weaver and uh, Jordan Wright, DeAndre Square, Jacquez Jones, Josh Pascal. I mean, you've got guys everywhere, and uh, that was a that was very uh, nice to see from JJ Weaver. This is going to sound crazy of me, but this reminds me a lot of college version, I guess you could say. It kind of reminds me a lot of the Baltimore Ravens defense back in the day. Yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, it seems like you know, same thing with the Ravens. They always had yeah. linebackers and guys that can play in coverage, put their hand on the ground, and there's these guys everywhere. Can they do just whatever? Uh, Brad White, defense coordinator. Wherever he puts them, you know, they 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 are a cohesive unit, and they just fill in spots. And the, tell you what, the Cats really do a good job. Of, they keep everything in front of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no big, you know, the old the old cat, old Kentucky teams <laughs> would have let, you know, uh, Anthony Richardson or Emory Jones take off and score a 67-yard touchdown run. But we kept everything in front, and we, they, they took a lot of short routes uh, to the receivers. But when come uh, come time for the the money plays, uh, cats were all over it, and uh, they did a an amazing job on defense. And uh, we can't uh, stop talking about defense without talking about the end of the game. Uh, eight stops in a row. Florida, oh, Florida had eight chances. Uh, it seemed like that clock was never going to go off, and then they get the uh, the false start, which under a minute is ten second runoff. But they had a timeout, so they take the timeout. Don't take ten set ten second runoff doesn't come off there, and it seemed like the clock would never go away. And I don't know how many I know you've watched but how many games I've watched. And I thought, oh my goodness, what are we going to do to mess up and lose yep. this game? Especially against Florida. Especially against Florida, we've done it many years. We've had the lead ten point lead the fourth quarter several times, lose it. And I saw whenever we uh, return that field goal block for the touchdown. Uh, Matt Ruffalo misses the extra point, and I just thought, well, how's that going to come back to bite uh, yeah. us? Here we go. So, like I said, we're down, uh, we're up 2013 there, and I was thinking, well, they're going to, we're going to give up a touchdown, and then Dan Mullen's going to go for two. But it didn't happen, folks. Uh, the Cats, uh, 
was strong. Uh, eight, eight stops in a row. That's really hard to do, to not commit a penalty. I mean, just to, to be Johnny on the spot, be where you need to be. And uh, <laughs> that's credit to Brad White and, uh, and that defense. Yeah, a lot of veteran leadership on that defense, too. I mean, these guys have been around for a while. You know, Pascal and Square and and Marquand McCall out there. Of course, he got hurt there in that game. Uh, yeah, Marquand McCall. He's the he's the big hole plugger in the at, at the at the defensive tackle and uh, the nose. And uh, we had guys come in. Justin Rogers, uh, five star, uh, come in. Octavius Oxendine, uh, Trevon Ripka. I mean, there was these guys guys coming out, and it didn't seem like really missed a beat. Uh, of course, you want to see Marquand McCall. Uh, out there, but those guys come in and did a very, very good job. We didn't, we just kept going, going, plugging guys in and and having success with our defense. Well, you was talking about earlier about, uh, you know, the things we've had in the past with Florida, you know, what's going to happen next. I mean, it just seemed like we were destined for that, you know, that missed P.I. call they had on uh, Wondell Robinson and there was another miss. Yeah, they had the Carrington Valentine. They called P.I. on that then, and everybody's like, really, you're going to call interference on that, but you're not going to call it on the obvious one that, you know, stopped Wondell Robinson for getting that touchdown. But but anyway, it just seemed like it was – I was like, oh, boy, oh, man, here we go, you know. But then that block field goal happens, and it seemed like the energy in the just flipped. Like, <laughs> and, and the crowd and the – and the stands there and on the sideline, it just flipped and it just it saved the saved the day, really saved the game. Yeah, it's kind of that uh, game was kind of at a just back and forth, and you're waiting for that play to happen, and you're looking at Florida. Florida's trying to go ahead and kick the field goal there and uh, get three points, and then Josh Pascal gets to the line, gets a hand on it, right up in there, Trevor Wallace, he takes it back, and uh, that was a that was a great moment right there. It's been a long time since we've done that. One of those moments that you'll remember for a long time. <laughs> you have the catcher now, five and zero, oh, and uh, let's three, talk three and zero oh in conference play now. Yeah, Missouri, yeah. Missouri, South Carolina, and yep. uh, Florida. Now we'll talk about the other side of the ball, the offense. Uh, you know, we thought coming this game that in order to win this game, we'd have to have a great defensive uh, showing and a great offensive showing. Uh, the defense. Played great. The offense it didn't look like they didn't play good. They just didn't play. I, I think there's much more of this offense that's going to come about throughout this year. Yeah, the thing is, he's just he's in this uh, meat of the schedule here with the SEC right now, and it's just like they don't have room or don't have time right now to work on anything. Really, they they just have to stick with this what what they're good at right now against these teams, and not, you know you can't really. Uh, can't really work on and introduce anything new, I guess you could say. But to me, that's just what it feels like. They, we know we've got the big blue wall. We know we've got Rodriguez, and they, you know we're just gonna have to live and die by that in the defense, I guess. And you know maybe in a few weeks after we get out of this rough part of the schedule, we can you know get back to you know maybe introducing some more air attack and you know razzle dazzle, I guess you could say. Yeah, we uh, we got LSU, then Georgia, and then the bye. Uh, I think that the cats were near miss on. Uh, they about had a few of those plays. It just just a hair off in the timing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Juton McLean, they threw that screen to him. And if the offensive lineman gets to the the guy that was uh, tackled to McLean, McLean's going. He's going for going for a while. He's run, off and running. And there's just other plays that seem like on the play action. <laughs> I think it was a third down. Uh, Levis come out. And he had the guy, he just couldn't get it to him. The defensive end made a good play. They're just different things that eventually we'll get to where we yeah. can. And once this offense starts to play better, it's going to make this team just uh, really blossom and and really have a have a good have good games. You have offense and defense have a good game, and then uh, you're going to see bigger margins. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, really Wandell's. He's there. He's he's uh holding he's holding up the receiving line there, but uh they just need somebody else to step up. You're talking about McLean, man. If y'all y'all have a chance, go watch his high school highlights. This kid can flat out fly and he's he's got some jets on him. 
Yeah, uh, Wandell, four catches, 65 yards of TD, that, the big TD, that screen they threw. Mm-hmm. And my goodness, Cavassier Smoke come out of the backfield and absolutely just <laughs> yeah, passed the Cavassier. <laughs> <laughs> he absolutely just uh, took out that uh, corner there and uh, <laughs> seemed like Florida was tripping and grabbing shoelaces for all all 41 yards of that touchdown for, uh, from uh, Levis to Wandell. Uh, Wandell did all the work there. Levis and Wandell just took off weaving and got the touchdown, which was huge because Florida went down. Was, Florida was up seven nothing, and you want to have an answer back. You didn't want them to build a lead and come back seven seven, and you know nerves start to calm down a little bit. And uh, Levis seven of seventeen, eighty seven yards touchdown. Through the interception, it was a uh, that was in a zone look. The defense was in a zone, and uh, he throws it too high for uh, Isaiah Epps, and it gets picked off. Uh, like I said, seven completions and uh, four of those was to Wandell. Ali had one, uh, Bates had one, and McLean had one. It was actually a negative four, I think. That's when he got uh, on that screen they they got him. But that was a a huge block by Smoke. But I, another thing I noticed is that Smoke's getting a little bit more. I don't know if it's because of Florida. Uh, Smoke got a lot more carries and more play. Uh, it was Rodriguez, like I said, he had 99 yards of touchdown. But Smoke was in there quite a bit. Yeah, they've got a nice one-two punch there, and I can't wait till McLean gets integrated into this now. He's now that he's able to play and stuff. I know he's got to get his feet under him and get back in football shape, or really good football shape. But you know how high I'm, I am on McLean. I I think he can be an asset here this season, <laughs> pretty soon. I tell you what, guys, this Cats team, like I said, five and zero, three and zero in the SEC, and and. and they're a good team, and you look at the SEC leaders. Uh, Chris Rodriguez leads the uh, league in rushing. He actually leads uh, by 154 yards to uh, Tyler Beatty is number two in Missouri. The he's up 154 yards though right now. Wow, that's a pretty pretty wide margin. And then uh, Wondell Robinson, he's the number one uh, wide uh, wide receiver in yards in the SEC. He leads it by uh, 31 yards too. Uh, the guy we want to see this week, the LSU. The big, uh, the big wide receiver. Uh, you talking about the uh, Boutte? Boutte, yeah. He, <laughs> Boutte is right behind him. And then uh, another guy we'll talk about, Yusuf Corker. Uh, tell you what, Ty- Tyrell Agent and uh, Yusuf Corker, talk about some guys at safety. They just, they just know what they're doing. Uh, Yusuf Corker, he leads the SEC in pass breakups. Oh, wow. So uh, that's always good to see. And. It looks like Chris Rodriguez may win the uh, Russian title, and then Wondell's head. And I mean, that's just good to see that you're the guys are up on top of the uh, chart right well, now. Well, that's crazy that we're sitting here talking about you know how much we think the offense can improve, and we're sitting here saying you know that Rodriguez leads the SEC in rushing, and Wondell leads it in receiving, and we're and we're still wanting to see all this improvement, which you know. There is improvement to be had, but that's that's still good to have those two guys on top. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> if you said that, you know, if you told me before that Kentucky's going to play seven passes against Florida and, and win the game, and win the game, that's hard to believe. Uh, seven of seventeen, you know, but we run the ball well, and the passes we did complete, like I said, the touchdown to Wandale, <laughs> that was uh, four four catches for Wandale out of the seven, so. Uh, there's there's a thing we haven't mentioned, Justin. Uh, we beat Florida by a touchdown there, and Florida, uh, you know they they just lost by two points to Alabama not too long ago, the number one team in the country. You ain't trying to do transitive property, are you? <laughs> no, no, we're not going to do that. But <laughs> you trying to say we beat them by five? No, 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 no. That's there's a little margin of uh, error right there with the home and away. So yeah, but I mean, <laughs> you know. Uh, I see a lot of people say this, you know, uh, you know, Florida's good, Florida's good, until we beat them, then, ah, that is overrated. But you can't say the same as overrated. They're a good football team. We just, they run the ball really, really well. We just took it away from them and made them throw the ball. Uh, and our defense played uh, defense played really well doing that. And, uh, you know, like I said, Alabama beat them by two. Uh so I mean, it's, just it's, make, I'm just saying that should make them feel good, you know. They, yeah, it's a it's a they good. only lost by two to the number one team in the country, and we we beat them. So it it's that, a, that should make a fan base and a team feel pretty good about themselves. Sure should, because uh, Alabama 
how that was only going to improve, and they're a juggernaut. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. And now we'll talk about uh, the Cats' next opponent. We can't <laughs> we can't dwell on the uh, dwell on Saturday's game. We're five and zero. We got to keep looking ahead, and uh, you know we used to look at the schedule every year and count. Can we get to six? Can we get to six? Uh, you know, to be bowl eligible, we're five and zero. We're about to count one week till six, hopefully. <laughs> uh, with a lot of winnable games, and uh, we'll start off with the LSU's going to come to town. Uh, last time, uh, a few years ago, Kentucky had a team. Well, seven years ago, oh seven, uh, LSU comes to town, number one ranked team, and Andre Woodson and. Uh, the Cats beat them in three overtimes. L.S. who, they said. Yeah, uh, of course they had us. I don't really want to mention this, but they had us in the past. Uh, I think it was uh, Jerry Lorenzen and uh, when they uh, LSU throws the touchdown. Oh, yes. Uh, Debbie Henderson. Oh, man. They dumped the water, and LSU wins in the last second touchdown. Hail Mary top play there. Yeah. Shoot. So let's hope when uh, 07 happens again. We probably like it was 86. Let's party like it's 07 this time. Um, LSU's three and two. They beat uh, McNeese, Central Michigan, and Mississippi State. They lost to uh, UCLA, and they lost uh, on Saturday to Auburn. Yeah, and uh, I watched that game against UCLA. I know it was East Coast West Coast, you know, trips that may have had something to do with it. But LSU just looked so uninterested in playing that game for some reason to me. And they UCLA was able to get that ground game going and. They ran all over LSU that game. Yeah, this ain't the, this is not the same LSU team that uh, Burrow and uh, those guys that won the title a few years ago. Uh, but of course, LSU is LSU. They're still going to have talent, and uh, if you don't show up, you will uh, you will lose. <laughs> That's right. There's a team full of five, four and five stars over there. <laughs> those boys are they're they're not going to lay down. We're going to have to uh, give her all still. So. And. Uh, what can you expect on Saturday? Well, I'll go ahead and tell you. Expect to see LSU throw the ball. Absolutely. They've, they've uh, as a team, rushed the ball 138 times for 331 yards, only 2.4 on average. And actually on, uh, let's see, I think 35 of those was from, uh, yeah, 35 of those rushes was from the quarterback. Uh, not necessarily a quarterback design run, just him running around. So, um you know, they're not going to run much. No, 66 yards a game is what they're averaging right now. Yeah. That is – That's that's unheard of. I mean – Yeah, that's an LSU team right there. That, that's what we used to remember then. I mean, considering the – I mean, McNeese you th- and yeah. Central Michigan. I mean, Mississippi State. you think they, they would be running for more than that, but they're, they're throwing the ball. They're going to definitely throw the ball. The uh, behind center will be there. Uh, Max Johnson. Max Johnson, the six foot five sophomore, sixteen touchdowns, the to four interceptions. He's been sacked nine times, and uh, that could be contributing to the fact that he's run thirty five times. And they, so he might be. He's going to be shaky back there. Uh, we've got he. He's good. He's good uh, passer. But we, if we get to him, uh, he's going to be wobbly, and I think he'll make some bad throws. And but if you don't, you've got to get pressure to him, just like I got pressure on Florida Saturday. With those front four, you get that, I think we'll be in good shape. Yeah, he's. Uh, I agree with you 100%. We get pressure on him, we're we're in good shape. He's the son of uh, Super Bowl champion in 2002, Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback there, Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson, yes, I remember <laughs> him. Uh, they're averaging throwing it 39 times. So, like I said, you're going, you're going to see them throw the football. Uh, they don't – they're not going to run it much and uh, – the guy that we look out for the most is a guy that um, the wide receiver. Go ahead, Aaron. Tell tell about the wide receiver there. Oh, let's talk about Butte right there. That's a name that you uh, <laughs> you would like to say. I mean, I like to say Butte. <laughs> Six foot sophomore, uh, thirty catches, four hundred and thirty six yards, nine touchdowns. Nine touchdowns. So nine out of sixteen touchdowns that Max Johnson thrown and then. Uh, nine touchdowns through five games. That's uh, pretty pretty impressive. So he's going to get the football. That's where they're going. They're going to try to. Uh, I'm guessing it'll be Carrington Valentine and probably some help on the top. I would say. Uh, you, you know they're not going to run as much, but hopefully that front four can do a good job. And like we was talking about earlier, the guys can fill in. Uh, Justin <clears throat> Rogers, Octavius Oxendine, and those guys can fill in. <clears throat> if we can slow down Butte and then uh, – 
behind him, uh, I was looking. You've got some size, but they're, these are young guys. Uh, you've got a six-two, a six-three, and a six-foot-five freshman. The three guys behind them and receiving. So, you know, they're going to really <laughs> try to get the ball to Butte, but they've got some size at receiver. They're young, and uh, no doubt they're uh, talented. Uh, but they they really want to go to their uh, their star uh, wide receiver. So you're saying all three of those are freshmen? All three. Wow. That seems like they have a theme right now for a few of those SEC teams. Georgia right now is running a lot of freshman receivers. Which is uh, good right now, but uh, they're in a year or two. They're going to be sophomores and juniors. juniors they're going to be <laughs> I mean, talented. Yeah. Uh, usually I don't uh, pinpoint a, a kicker, but we're going to talk about this kicker for a little bit. Uh, the junior, Cade York, uh, 18 of 18 extra points uh, made. He's 8 of 8 field goals. So he's 3 of 3 from 20 to 29 yards, 2 of 2 from 30 to 39 yards, and 50 plus, he's 3 of 3. Wow. 56 long. And why is that a key? Because so if these guys get these passes, we let pass through the middle and they get, you know, down there. They don't have to get down in the close. 56 yards, that's pretty long. And like I say, he's 3 of 3 on 50 plus. So they're, you know, I wouldn't say it's a given, but it's pretty close. They're going to probably get three points. Mm-hmm. So you've got to you've got to really uh, even on uh, third down, try to limit them to the yards they get because you know every yard you count because this this uh, kicker can absolutely uh, put the ball through the uh, through the field goal through the goal post. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well they uh, they like you said they they get some yards with these receivers. We know what Kentucky likes to do, keep it in front of them and not. All those big plays, but you know this Dinkin and Duncan stuff against a team like this with a good kicker, like you said, you know you get him in range. All it's, all it could take is thirty, forty yards of of field there, and they might have three. Well, especially if our like I said, our offense has to come to play because if if they do that four times and you know he hits them, you're not necessarily we're not saying a fifty yard, but they get down there on their side of the field and you know he's like I said he's eight of eight this year and. He's money, uh, you know, that's 12 points. I mean, the Cats' offense is going to have to come out and put some points up, and defense is going to try to have to limit them. Uh, that, that, it's really key that that uh, defensive line gets after the quarterback and force him to throw it uh, and maybe get some uh, interceptions. Well, here's the thing with LSU's defense right now. They're allowing 248 yards passing, 119 yards rushing. and So – UK, they're averaging 189 yards on offense and 208 yards passing on offense. So we'll see. But, I mean, you look at UK's defense then, they're only averaging or allowing 180 yards passing and 104 yards rushing, which a lot of that was Florida. You know, the Florida game, that rushing numbers went yeah. up. So so that's that's pretty much what you're going to look for. They're going to throw the football and try to get to Boutte and – and then uh, <laughs> not much running. You know, there will be some. <laughs> we have sometimes, but it's going to be mostly uh, mostly the uh, pass. Yeah, that's very un-LSU-like, like we said in the past. But, uh, Justin, I feel pretty good about this week. <laughs> as far as the, uh, you know, our strength versus theirs, uh, it seems like our strengths match up well against LSU. Uh of course, they don't run the ball well. Our run even is good. So if if we, you know, take away that run altogether, and we don't let anything over the top, we're going to really limit them what they can do. And uh, so I mean, and then we run the ball well, and you know, you know, if they don't do a good job of slowing us down, that's the thing. It seems you know, if we get up on teams, they, they don't want to see Chris Rodriguez coming at them. Uh, and that's what happened on uh, Saturday too against Florida. You keep feeding that ball to Chris Rodriguez, and, you know, it seems like they <laughs> – defense, you can just tell, it's like we can't get off the field. You know, it'll be first and ten, he'll gain six, and then, of course, he'll carry guys, two or three guys with him, and then keep getting first down. So, uh, yeah, that's the number one thing that, uh, that, that you know, you can – that's that's one thing that you can do to stop, to, to stop another team's offense from scoring is, you know, staying on the field yourself. <laughs> keep that clock running. Yeah, you keep chewing up that clock, run the football and chewing yeah. up that clock. It Tell you what, it puts a, uh, puts a lot of pressure on your defense. Believe me, I, I remember in the past teams would just 
run on us. It's like we could not get off the field, you know, several years ago. But with the that uh, big blue walls uh, opening up those holes for Rodriguez, once you talk about the uh, homecoming, well, not a homecoming, but you know, meeting some of his former teammates there on our yeah, offensive line. Uh, left tackle Derry Rosenthal uh, just just a few months ago was uh, was an LSU Tiger, yeah. and uh, he came over this summer, uh, went in the transfer portal and. It was pretty quick. Uh, he ended up committing to the Cats, and he's now the starting left tackle, and he's a massive guy, and he's going to get to go against his, uh, his former team. And uh, Ed Orgeron talked about him well. Yeah, he said before the season he's a first-round pick. Or he's first-round talent, I guess. So. Yeah, first-round talent. Uh, and he just, Hated to see him go. He just added on to the uh, <laughs> what massive uh, big blue wall we have with the, the rest of the guys. and. You may see him and Darren Kennard go day one, or if not, day two, you know, with the second and third round. I'm sure you'll see them then. And uh, what a great addition it's been to have their, a six-foot-seven. Uh, Transfer following your lap. Yeah. Uh, speaking about that real quick, before we get to LSU defense, what a remarkable job you, Mark Stoops and the staff have done. Look at Dave Rosenthal, who's your starting left tackle, comes from LSU. Your starting quarterback, Will Levis, Penn State. You're starting uh, linebacker Jacquez Jones, who's been big time on the defense, uh, transferred from Ole Miss. I mean, and Wondell Robinson, I can't forget him, um, leads the league, uh, leads the SEC in receiving. Comes from Nebraska, you know, a hometown kid coming back. They really, they really hit it <laughs> in the transfer portal. They really did. Yeah, absolutely. I, of course, I, uh, I watched Wondell live there. He played. Uh... He played over at Estill County one time, and I told my brother, I said, "We have got to go watch this game. We got this kid's gonna be, he's gonna be really special." <laughs> so we went, and I, I kid you not, every time he touched the ball, it seemed like he scored. It was, I mean, I know it was, it wasn't like he was playing, you know, D one scholarship guys or anything, but still. <laughs> <coughs> well, I tell you, when he was, when he on Saturday on that touchdown, yeah, it looked like it almost looked like a cartoon. They, they just falling at his feet. They, they could not. You know, tackle him for nothing. Uh, he was bouncing off, and they just grabbing his shoes, and and uh, you know, I think uh, I think as this year goes along, this offense going to get stronger, and Will Evans going to have more weapons. It's going to open up for Wondell a little bit more. But like I said, like Aaron said, though, we're, he's already leading receiver, but, but I think he can even do more. And uh, he's that's crazy. That's very talented. crazy to think about. He can. We know he can do. We know the whole team can do more, and yet we're. You just mentioned they number one in the league, and. Receiving and rushing, but what about those two guys? We'll talk about the LSU defense now. Seems like they always have them guys, you know, defense. LSU, known for it, especially at that uh, defensive back spot. Derek Stingler Jr., uh, top five, probably draft pick this year. Yeah, he's going to be he, – I'm, sh- I'm sure he may be matched up there on Robinson. What do you think? He may be. Yeah, they may have put him on Robinson. And You're right. I'd say he's a top five, top ten pick. He's – uh, he always seem like I always have somebody in the, in the secondary, don't they? <laughs> yeah, he's been uh, he's been playing for quite a while for LSU though. He's even when he was uh, I think he's just a junior right now. I'm pretty sure as a freshman he got plenty of snaps and uh, so he knows what it takes to win a title. He's a uh, he's really really good uh, corner. And then they got the uh, couple of DNs. Uh, like I said, uh, LSU had 18 sacks and uh, a lot of them come from these two guys. Uh, BJ. Ajalari, a six foot three sophomore. Can you repeat that name? BJ Ajalari. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then they got Andre Anthony, the six foot four uh, defensive end. So both ends are going to get after you. And uh, so we have to be really, uh, you know, we've got, like I said, I think, you know, uh, we have the best offensive line, I think, in the country. If not, at least top three. No and doubt. So we have to. Uh, do a good job of keeping uh, these DNs off of us. Uh, but uh, another thing is is that Will Evans has got to he's got to be a decision maker. He when he comes back and drops back, he can't wait too long. He has to either you know if it's not there, you know go progression, go one, two, three receivers. Not there, run. If it's not there, throw it out of bounds. You can't hold on. To, uh, what I know so far this season is a lot of times. Especially if you see play action and the back stay in the block, he's looking and he's it's usually going to be a, a touchdown or an interception. 
and uh, seems like he's bouncing around. But uh, I tell you what, though, really good job he did there on Saturday. Uh, one play, I think it was third and fourteen. He took, takes off and leaps through the air over defender, uh, Florida defender, gets twelve yards. I think you need to see more of that. You know, just try to you know shy away from the contact as much. You know, you don't want to get him hurt, but uh, maybe do some. Uh, you know, well they had a roll out there. Uh, the bootleg play, and uh, they had a guy wide open on a uh, third down. Uh, I think it was uh, one of the tight ends, maybe Bates. And uh, he's got some athleticism, that's for sure. He, uh, if, especially if he sees man, like you was talking about, you know, on third down or something. I've I've noticed that too. You know, him getting, you know, maybe staying back there too long, taking a bad sack, or maybe making a bad throw. Just, but. I mean, the, they were saying it on the broadcast, too. You know, he, he's he got the Jets. He, he's he got a lot of athleticism. Just get out of that pocket, especially if you see man. You know, you know you, you might be able to pick up that first down. So, speaking of his athleticism, Justin, I, <laughs> what is this new uh, challenge he's doing on social media there? With <coughs> so, first it was the banana. You know, you eat a banana. It's a little bit, uh, a little bit turned there, a little bit. Not all the way rotten. He was eating it with peel and all. Now, I don't know about this one. Was this coffee and mayonnaise or something? Coffee or? and mayonnaise. I don't know if I want to be athletic that ba- that bad. It, maybe that's maybe that's what's uh, what the reason is of him. Maybe that's the secret. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it is or not, but uh, go ahead and keep doing it. I'm I'm excited to see if he does another one this week. As long as we keep winning, I don't exactly. He can. I don't I don't care what it, dream, <laughs> dream up whatever. Let's uh, keep winning. Uh, you think you'd ever try that mayonnaise and coffee? You like mayonnaise? It's okay, but yeah, I, don't I, don't like I don't like coffee. So I don't like mayonnaise and uh, coffee. Uh, you have to bit. give me some money, I think, to to do that challenge. There. Yeah, I don't know if I can even try it. But that thing, I could probably try. I probably I could probably I'd do try it. it. Why not? Yeah, yeah, I could probably do that. They, a lot of people say it's not that bad, but I'll tell you, another, a guy who I have to watch out for uh, cross from there though is a uh, Damon uh, Clark, six foot three senior linebacker. He leads the the SEC in tackles. Oh wow. So, uh, like I said, this defense—they're uh, going to come after you. And like I said, they got—we got to try to throw away from Stingley, uh, Derek Stingley, or Stingley, Stingley, yeah, uh, Derek Stingley Jr. And uh, but I think we had, like, like we you talked about, well, I think our strengths match up well. I do too. I mean, well, yeah, we agree on that. Um, this is a good tune-up. This is, I think this is perfect timing for for what's coming, but we'll uh, we'll look ahead of that next week. But uh, yeah, I think I think as you said, our strengths are better than their strengths, and I, I think we're. We'll talk about the implications this game has, yeah. though. You win this game six it, and zero. Yeah, six and zero. You know, you got Georgia, but then you got a bye week, and you got five winnable games. Um, Mississippi State, Tennessee, Vanderbilt, New Mexico State, and Louisville. All winnable games. So you win this game and things really look up for you. I think the buy couldn't have came at a better time. Right there, right after Georgia. Right after How do you just play the three? Yeah. yeah. You get a buy. And then you're <laughs> going to face that Mississippi State team. On the road. Uh, with All those uh, cowbells. With uh, Mike Leach, who they're going to sling it around. The Four. cowboy was looking good the other day, old Rogers. They're going to throw it 40, 50 times and just spread it out. And, and uh, so I'd give these guys a. A little bit of rest, and hopefully, uh, Mark McCall can come back at some point. Uh, we're like to have him back by the well, like to have him back this Saturday, but like to have him back by Georgia. They're talking about maybe a month, so maybe yeah. he's back by Mississippi State. But we got guys can fill in and play, and and uh, it's, it's really, uh, really exciting and uh, anxious for every, every weekend, every game to come, come about and uh, see what these cats can do. Absolutely, this, this has been the most exciting season. In a long time. Yeah, a long time. And now we'll go to uh, some of the games uh, looking forward to this weekend. We'll start off with the the consolation game, if you want to call it, <laughs> as the the four and one Arkansas Razorbacks, uh, number thirteen in the nation, goes to uh, number seventeen Ole Miss at three and one. Both of them come off losses. Arkansas shut out against Georgia. Ole Miss. Uh, they didn't have their popcorn ready, and uh, they lost by three touchdowns against uh, Nick Saban and uh, those guys. Yeah, but no points scored for Arkansas against Georgia. That, yeah. 
I mean, that defense is nasty for Georgia, and you got to think that that's a sour taste in Arkansas's mouth. I, I don't know how they respond to that. I mean, you got now you got to go to Ole Miss with that offense. I don't know, Justin. I I may have to go Ole Miss on this one. Yeah, like I said, Ole Miss is going to be at home, and at least they did put some points up, and they've got an offense. Uh, Matt Corral can they can sling it in that. Might be a Heisman Trophy candidate. And uh, Arkansas had a great season, and whoever loses this game, it's going to be back to back loss. We have two losses and. It's it's gonna be interesting because you know this could start a trend of you, you know as a team you don't want to see it but start a trend downwards and you know this is more must win for Arkansas than Ole Miss though if you think because they they lost to an SEC East team Arkansas did and Ole Miss lost to Alabama so you got to think that's the top team in SEC West so basically Arkansas still has a chance technically to take that West if they because they still got to play at Alabama but. So this to me this is more must win for Arkansas, but I don't know. I just I think Ole Miss at home rebounds. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I thought they rebound. That and, taste of zero points for Arkansas, I just don't see. That's a sour taste that they have to get over there. Yeah, it's, I'm gonna take uh, Ole Miss on that one. We'll talk about a. Uh, this, this is interesting. Number two Georgia, five and zero, oh, goes to Auburn. Number 18 in the nation, Auburn, 4-1. and one. Yeah, Auburn's starting to look better. They're getting better and better each week. They went into LSU and won last week. You know, rebounding off that loss to Penn State a few weeks ago. But uh, I'm going to have to go Georgia on this one. Yeah, this is going to be interesting. Uh, it's a road game. We're going to see how it shows up. Uh, the defense is going to be there. Uh, that, you know – in order to win the title, I think they're going to, have to get the quarterback play figured out. Cause yeah, the, I'm not impressed. I mean, it you got JT Daniels and of course they just run the they run the ball on. Uh, oh yeah, run the ball on Saturday against Arkansas. It's all done, but JT Daniels, it's like they're different skill sets. Bennett's got the the wheels, you know. When he's in there, they're going to run the ball, not going to throw it a lot. But JT Daniels in there, going to throw it a lot. You know, he might hand it off, but he doesn't have the wheels that Bennett has, so. Yeah. I don't know. If you can just maybe merge the two together, you might have a pretty pretty good quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> they, I don't know. They may struggle to score right, later on, you know, if they was to meet Bama. Yeah. And uh, if a team was ever score on Georgia, if, you know, if they was to ever score, because they, they've been, uh, let's see, well, they uh, zero for Arkansas, zero for Vanderbilt in the last two weeks. I think they had more uh, points than Arkansas, or uh, they almost had more points than Vandy did yards. I think maybe or yeah, something, like, something that. like that. <laughs> but if you can score on this thing, I, I'm not so sure this Georgia offense can. That's definitely their weakness. Yeah, um, their leading receivers, freshman, they throw to freshman more than anything. I mean, their defense though is really, really good. It's tops. <laughs> so, uh, you know. I'll take, I'll take Georgia, but I think Auburn. I think Auburn may score a couple of touchdowns at least. On you'll see him. You'll see him do something. I think at home, especially. I there. think Bo Nix and uh, Bo Nix has got that fire lit under him now. They benched him that one game, and he's come out. He's coming on fire. He let he let it be motivation for him. We'll go on to a, a Big Ten matchup here of two top five teams. Number four Penn State goes to number three Iowa. Yeah, and. Uh, I've been impressed with Iowa all year long. They they look they looked the part this year, and they uh, they're at home there. And I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Iowa on this one. Oh, let's see. Uh, yeah, it's, I yeah I'll probably take Iowa at home there. It's, I'll be honest, it's probably a toss up. Thing is, with the Big Ten teams, seem like they always squander their chance at the end for the playoff, yep. and and. Uh, <clears throat> That Big Ten, they've got several teams in there in the top 25 now. Some random teams that you don't hear of a lot. Mel Tucker coming out of the SEC to coach Michigan State and stuff. Yeah, Ohio State loses early at the Mm. horseshoe against Oregon, who then then turns around and loses to Stanford. And uh, as far as the playoff goes, I don't know that the Pac-12 can rebound. The Big Ten will probably get one, and then – 
ACC probably won't get one. SEC probably gets two. Does the Does the ACC get one though? I don't. They may. I mean, somebody's going to have to get it. I just don't know. <clears throat> There's plenty of football to play, but who who gets it? I mean, could it, be a dark horse this Wake year. Wake Forest. Yeah. I mean, Clemson with two losses. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting to see. Could be a dark horse. Could be a year that one of those non-power five uh, gets in. Well, uh, talk about that. Cincinnati, we talked about Notre Dame. You know, they kept playing, living on the edge there, and they finally got tripped up. Uh, Cincinnati beats them. Yeah, well, you and I were talking on the phone earlier. I just, the only thing, the only way I see Cincinnati getting in is, you know, SMU stays unbeaten, and they they're, that's another ranked opponent for them. Uh I'm sure they were banking Central Florida maybe being ranked. Of course, they've got two losses this year and not ranked. So, let's just say, for instance, they do make it. They do the four seed Alabama's the one. <laughs> <laughs> How bad do you think they'll beat them? I'm gonna say they'll beat them by probably at least four touchdowns. I mean, I don't think it'll be close. I know this is random. It's popping my head, but Tim Tebow's senior year at Florida, there they had to play Cincinnati in a bowl in the Sugar Bowl, maybe I think. I think it was like 62 to, I don't know, 20-something maybe. Which, I mean, I know a lot of teams can't keep with Alabama. But, I mean, there's – I don't think Cincinnati – I think – So, that was the last time Cincinnati was in a big time. You put – I think you put Cincinnati in the SEC and they may be the fifth best team maybe. SEC East right now, yeah, they're uh, – I mean, overall, they're yeah. fifth, sixteen. I mean, well, like I said, that's a long way from now. and it's, They're a good team. They, they look good. I don't – no, I don't know if they're the fourth best team, one of the top four teams in the country, though. But it might be just the fact that everybody keeps uh, getting beat. That somebody they have to give it to somebody. Yeah, this could be one of those years we see one of those dark. Horses. I you never know. Uh, if Kentucky beats Georgia, or they even they lose just to Georgia and they end up with one loss, could you see three teams? <laughs> Boy, that would make everybody mad, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Be, I mean. We had uproar then. Then the they they really be screaming for twelve teams. Then I mean, you think about a one loss uh, SEC team, and then you once got, they've beaten, we had two loss one loss teams. You know, say if it was say if Alabama beat Georgia, and then I mean, an undefeated SEC team. I mean, what well, do you do? How could you argue with it though? Yeah. I mean, I could see if, it, but a lot of these teams are just falling off. Like I said, Oregon, prime chance. I mean, they they win, they go undefeated, they're in. I mean, oh yeah. And then, like I said, Ohio State lost early. Clemson's lost twice. They're, they're not even – they're not going to be in it for sure. I think you're for sure going to see one of these Big Ten teams. I mean, the Big Ten looks good. So, But there's a lot of them going to, you know, right there in the same division. You've got Penn State, Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State, all for it. Yeah, that's odd saying Michigan. They're actually – They're, uh, they're doing, decent right now, yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. I guess it, you might be right. They might just battle it out and – or wins the Big Ten championship game? Or... Well, I was in a good spot, though, because that other other side over there, that other division, you know, they're basically the only team. I mean, Wisconsin's down. Minnesota's down. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's move on to that Big 12 matchup. Oklahoma, Texas. The Red River rivalry. Boomer Scooter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Texas and Oklahoma. Oklahoma's been about like Notre Dame, uh, hanging on by a thread every week. Uh, Spencer Rattler and those guys. And I've picked against them twice. I'm going to do it again. <laughs> Texas. I'm going Texas. I think I think they trip them up. Yeah, I think it's it. I think they finally do it, and uh, you can't you can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that every week. Eventually, you'll get you'll get tripped up, and you'll have to take an L. Eventually, yeah. They've been uh, hanging on, like I said, and. But like I said, we could be—I could be dead wrong here. This could be the week they wake up and get it all figured out. That's—that's <laughs> yeah, that's what the good thing about college football—you never know what you're going to see. You on never Saturday. know. Yeah, you never know what you're going to see. And uh, I mean, another exciting week is we're getting here into was the second week of uh, second week of October. Already October. And uh, it's getting cooler outside. Time be changing for too long. Basketball's coming there, and. Mm. Uh, what a year it's been! It's flew by already, and like I said, we're already at almost the mid uh, midway point of the college football season. We seem like we waited forever for it. And this is the time of year I'm the busiest, Justin. Uh, this you got football coming in now. The MLB playoffs start tonight. The wild card game, and then you've got, like you said, basketball. 
Yeah. I got my little cousins playing in the KCSAA. They, if you guys ever heard of that, Kentucky Christian Athletic Schools or Athletic Association. So yeah, the, shout what, out to Madison Christian Academy. No Nathaniel and Brittany. <laughs> what time do uh, the Reds play tonight? <laughs> <laughs> well, the Reds won't be playing tonight, Justin. Uh, they'll be uh, probably at home, or I don't know what they'll be doing, but they're not playing tonight. They're not again. They're not in the playoffs. How many years is making again? Uh, no, they made it last year because I, I think ninety uh, percent of the league made the playoffs last year with the COVID shortened season. But <laughs> before that, it was. 2014, we lost in the wild card game there. Well, well. But yeah, that's uh, it's disappointing being a Reds fan. I tell you. Uh, what uh, off topic here of uh, what's still football? We're talking about the NFL real quick. Uh, last uh, undefeated team, the Arizona Cardinals. Last one. That is crazy. And that's who we talked about. You know, uh-huh. we done the preview that uh, Kyler Murray, uh, Kyler Murray, and uh, just that offense is. Uh, <laughs> I believe they're going to be. Uh, Forced to be reckoned with all year long. Yeah, and uh, he's helping me out in fantasy. Uh, if I, we've never said it on the show before, but uh, Justin and I are in a fantasy league together. Of course, he beat me a few weeks ago. So I've, I, I went ahead and said it since he didn't bring it up and rub it in. So. <laughs> well, I, I just let it happen. That was my first loss. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. And uh, Has your wife lost yet in that league? Or? I don't know. I can't remember. I know she was unbeaten this past week. So. Yeah, I'm not sure if she is or not. I think she was the last one. Maybe maybe George beat her. I don't know. But. I don't know. I'll be honest. I don't even know. But uh, you got any more uh, notes or tidbits for us there, Aaron? No, that's, uh, that's about all I have. I'm going to say as long as the Yankees don't win, the Yankees or Cardinals or Brewers don't win this uh, World Series, I'll be fine with whoever else wins it. I mean, more or teams. Astros. I don't want the Astros win either. Well, is there going to be any teams left? You keep naming them all. <laughs> he wants everybody to lose except for the Reds. They're not in it. That's right. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening to another episode of uh, Ruth the Wilson Sports Talk Podcast. And we appreciate you uh, listening to us. And thank you for the support. And uh, you can find us on Facebook, like our page, share it. You can find us on uh, Anchor, Spotify, iHeart, Google Podcasts. Um, Pocket Cast, you can find us just about anywhere. Anywhere you look, you can find us and subscribe to us. Or you can always just like our Facebook page, Facebook page, and uh, we post our new episodes in there. And you can click right on the the picture there, the link, and take you right to it. Press play, and you can listen to what we've got to say. And we appreciate it. And uh, thank you for another episode of uh, Ruth the Wilson Sports Talk Podcast. I'm Justin Ruth, and I'm Aaron Wilson. Thanks.